2: Congratulations. You praised yourself. No! Yes! Yes!
1: Yes! 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 Yes!
2: Oh my god! That is a disgusting act. Delete, 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 delete. You just made the list. Congratulations. You praised yourself. And God, there's so much distortion destroying some theme right now. It's alright on this side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright. If you miss anything or everything else in these episodes, we'll make sure you download the podcast version of the IC Castle. It will be taken out on the podcast soon as La Lab, a label.com
2: speaker spot also iHeartRadio.
0: wherever you get the podcast news.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're here. Hi, Everything broke down, broke down, but we're here. I know. <laughs> it's so crazy, right? I <laughs> got like 38 cables on my feet. Jesus. There you go.
0: So everything that could have potentially went wrong this morning
2: ah. went wrong. <laughs> and we got up extra early too to make sure it didn't go wrong. But guess what? I know it went wrong. <laughs> it went wrong. So obviously, Sammy Suplex is not in the building. He's not. But he's not here. That,
0: that's kind of become like an ongoing thing already on the show, Leo. Ah, uh,
2: Is he gonna be like, like uh, Mr. Perfect Son? Like I never got kicked out of uh, rest of the Rumble. Like, is he going to do that? Oh, like, like Curtis Axel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's his shtick. By the way, people are liking the new Lucha Outsiders logo. That is not the new Lucha Outsiders logo. That's, that's actually... not new. <laughs> no, no. This is very Bush League <laughs> for today. Uh, before we get started, give me a minute. Go ahead.
0: Hashtag is Rebel time. Yeah. Ooh, All right. My so opinion. we don't have a third man today. We don't? No third man. Ah, no. But we do have a third woman Woo! Yes, we have a third, we have a third woman. What about the girl? Let's give, let's give a warm welcome yeah. to Devin Dollface. Yeah.
1: Hi
0: guys. Hello. What's How's up? Thank you it? for joining the show.
1: Of course. Thank you for we
0: having me. To, we were trying to make this happen last week, but unfortunately, due to some, t- like scheduling and stuff, we couldn't make it happen last week, but you're on That's today.
1: Difficulties. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and we're still going through some technical difficulties, yes. but how's everything going with you?
1: It's really good. I am here in Arizona, bright and early, and ready to talk about some wrestling with you guys.
0: Well, thank you so much for the sacrifice of sleep, just to cater to our East Coast hours. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. I mean I'm from the East Coast, so right. you know, when I heard that I just I felt like, you know, this was a good home.
2: <laughs> there it is. That's cool.
0: So before um before we talk about wrestling, why don't you tell the friends of the show, the audience, um a little bit about yourself, what you're about and you know, your sure. your, your you know, your connection to wrestling. <laughs>
1: Sure. So I am a makeup and special effects artist, um, and then I'm also a commercial and pinup model. I do a lot of brand ambassador work. Um, I'm type 1 diabetic, and I'm very involved in being an advocate for the JDRF and different diabetes organizations. Um, basically, how I got into wrestling was I met my boyfriend two years ago and um it was the first time that i was like coming over to his house to see his place and we were just going to like watch netflix chill you know and then netflix he was like and chill. Hey, netflix and chill netflix and chill, you know and i was he was like hey i'm a huge wrestling fan like do you mind if we watch some and i was like yeah sure you know i was just open to to whatever i hadn't watched wrestling Since I was a kid. And my uncle was really into it. Um, And my grandma and I would bake him like WWE cakes and stuff. For all of his friends and whatnot. So I kind of remembered a little bit. Like The Rock, Steve Austin. The whole Attitude era. But I wasn't like focused on it. Um, So we started watching it. And I was like. Oh my god. I love this. Like can we just keep. (laughs) watching and over the past two years like my favorite thing to do now on the weekend is watch wrestling and eat pizza you know and at night we'll just um we'll put on YouTube and we'll go to all the old wrestling matches like Rick Flair, you know in the late 70s right. um you know Roddy Rowdy Piper we'll just watch Piper's Pit or you know Jake the Snake um and we go through all different eras, and then, you know, we also listen to Wrestler, Observer Live. Um, so I'm, I'm getting a pretty good education, but
0: I love it. That's cool. Well, first of all, your boyfriend's a smart man, all right? For getting yeah, into he wrestling. <laughs> But let's, let's applaud him. So I, I don't know if you remember, but, like, how I found out who you were. It's kind of going to wrestling, too, because, like, earlier this year, you know, with this whole COVID era – Everybody's been doing a lot of like Instagram lives and you were on the Janela zone for, uh, (laughs) so that's how I realized who you were. You were like on a, they were doing like this Leroy climax, um, type tournament type thing on the Janela zone. And you were one of the the dates.
1: (laughs) So what's funny is that I had been on the show a couple of times. Uh, Joey brought me on because he saw my profile and he was like, oh, my God, you're smoking, like, you got to be on the show. So I just came on, like, to say, hey, everybody. And then um, I didn't know that I was being put in the pool for the dating. (laughs) So I kind of, like, had to break it. Down to Leroy, like, well, I have a boyfriend, but I really like you. Like I had no idea that this was an actual date. They just told me the on onto the show. So then later that day, he gets on the Janella zone and he's like, I'm sad, you know, Debbie's inside <laughs> me. And Joey was like, Well, you know, you didn't really like ask her any information and you had chosen another girl and now you're using her as your like last resort so i would say no too and then all these people came on and they were like you know f devin she sucks like you know well, you know what it is about whatever. the janella
0: zone too you know what it is about the Janelle zone too by the way like <laughs> during so this whole covid era that's been like a it, it was kind of like therapy for me, because it, like, you know, it took me out of the real world. The Janela Zone, totally. what Joey was doing with the Janela Zone, was just amazing. But a lot of the people that were on those shows, like on the chat, there were a lot of troll accounts. There were a lot of people that would oh, troll. Totally. There were too many trolls, a lot of toxicity, but for the most mm-hmm. part, like the diehards that would go there every night or every weekend to watch the show, I mean, they were invested in the Janela Zone. Like I was one of them, mm-hmm. and, and and I do remember people like, you know, popping shit about you, but Joey was right. Leroy didn't really ask anything.
1: No, no. And he, you know, he had chosen somebody else who I guess it didn't work out with either, you know, and then like they had the stripper on and they were like, Hey, will you come do a dance on, on the show? Cause you know, I do like burlesque and pinup and, pin up and right, stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, so I came on in this little Hooters outfit that I had made custom for the show, and and then they brought on this like nasty stripper, and uh, you know it was just funny. Like I'm here doing a cute dance, you know, and then they bring <laughs> up girl, and everybody was like, "Bring Devin back! We don't want to see the stripper!" And I was just like, "This is insane!" Like, oh, their, their, I... their character development
0: was amazing. <laughs> I really wish Joey would have saved these like Janella zones like on his page so we could go back and watch them cuz Leo you were like missing out on some of the content that was on there. It was like Howard Stern mixing <laughs> with Jackass Jerry. It's like this most yes, I you yes. think of. I know.
1: And honestly <laughs> like I couldn't look away. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like my boyfriend would head to bed, and I'd be like, I, "I'm on the Janella zone right now. Like, I'll meet you in there in an hour because I cannot stop looking at this."
0: The Janella zone would go on to like almost like four in the morning some days. So it was yeah, a-
1: and then he had he had Brit yeah. Baker on there. He had yeah. Jungle Boy. He had MJF, um, and MJF actually hit on me. <laughs> did he really yeah he like he wrote joey separately and he was like who's that girl that you have on the show so i got a kick out of that because it's mjf
0: well that's the that's a lucha outsider exclusive already (laughs) there you go Yeah, I remember <laughs> towards the end of the, the the last I'll say couple of shows of the Janella Zone. I don't know if you if you were there, but it got to the point that Joey wanted to raid other people's lives. So at one point I think we uh we raided um you know Chanel West Coast from the ridiculousness. We raided okay. her live. Like, get nasty Leroy, got nasty Leroy on. And she so was like, pretty. who is nasty Leroy? <laughs> That is so
1: funny. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't tune into the last few episodes. Um, it got to a point where, like, after he was on AEW, um, he was on the feed, Nasty Leroy, like twenty four seven, and I just like I didn't know when to tune in and when right. to like. You know, he was just kind of there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I lost focus with it a little bit, but in the beginning, I it was just it was, it was, it was,
0: so, it was so much amazing content. It was amazing yeah. content. <laughs> it was must watch. All right, so let's get into a little bit of wrestling. Totally you mentioned AEW. They had a they had a pay per view this past weekend, All Out, mm-hmm. uh, All Out Fallout. It was a uh, there was a lot of pains about the show, but this past Wednesday they they had a come-up. They broke a million mm-hmm. views. I think yep. it was 1.16 uh, million yep. views. And they had a really great show, top to bottom. And I think one of the most trendiest things coming out of that was Miro. Rusev. Rusev, Yes. And-
1: yes. I compl- I'm so happy he's at AEW. I mean, there's a few people when I'm watching WWE shows that I'm like, I wish that they would just come over to AEW so that... Um, you know, they they could have a say in how their character develops and and whatnot. Um but I loved Rusev on on WWE and I'm glad that he's he's on AEW now. I think it brings a new aspect to the show.
0: I love seeing Miro. You could tell that Miro was really happy. Uh the the promo that he cut kind of um taking a couple digs at WWE rightfully so yeah. While he did have some good moments in WWE. Like, obviously, he came coming out with a tank at WrestleMania. He did have some good moments, but he never got used to his full potential. My yeah. only worry about uh, Miro going to AEW is there's a stigma now that anybody that gets released by WWE or they quit WWE, they instantly want them to go to AEW. Yeah. And for the year that AEW has been in existence, a little bit over a year... They have like a deaf roster, like a really, really deep roster. And like if you look, if you compare it to like a guy like Brian Cage, he was coming so hot from Impact. Like besides his little program he had with John Moxley, I don't think they've used Brian Cage to his full potential. He's kind of been out of the loop. He has the FTW Championship. I think he only defended it once on Dark. Yeah. So like I kind of worry with um with Miro, but I do hope they do something with him.
1: I do, too. Um, you know, that's one thing that I'm always talking about with AEW is I love the show. I, I would rather watch it than WWE, to be honest. Um, but I feel like, you know, they they do have, like, good sets of characters, Jurassic Express, you know, Best Friends, the Inner Circle. Um, but sometimes I wish that, they would do a little bit more profiling on the characters. Like how did the best friends become best friends? You know, who are FTR? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty new to the wrestling world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at it from people watching on TNT and whatnot, like if they're not a diehard wrestling fan, they're not going to know that Brian Cage came from impact. They're just going to see him as a new wrestler, like, oh, this big burly guy coming in, you know, Mm -hmm. Lance Archer, like, how did he pair up with Jake the Snake? Um, You know, so that's one of the things that I kind of not have an issue with, but I wish that they would kind of do a little bit more montage stuff and and introduce people a little bit more on AEW.
2: Now, do you think think with Miro, if they would do, like, the next week's show, they'll show, like, a little montage of where he came from? Not the WWE stuff, but where he came from before. Right. Do you think that'll be okay with you? Like, where they actually show where the the person's coming from, uh, like, their start?
1: Yeah. How they got introduced to
0: AEW. Okay. You know, to, to add on to what Leo was saying, like, even with a guy like Miro, a lot of people don't know that one of his trainers before he even got signed to the WWE was Gangrel. So you could bring like a guy to get, like Gangrel to like kind of talk a little bit of a a bio when it comes to Miro. Like you could do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, and you know, I also, I mean, I'm a little confused by his shtick. Like, mm-hmm. who is Miro? Name. You know, like he now he has this blonde hair and he was wearing like a Gucci shirt with Disney characters on it and it's like (laughs) okay, where are you fitting? You know, and then he he teamed up with Kip Sabian or he's gonna be his best man and I'm just I'm not I'm not biting into that yet, the whole Kip
0: Sabian. I I wanna I wanna I wanna let that I wanna see how the story plays out. And I know a lot of people mentioned what he was wearing, like the Gucci and how... <laughs> I mean, how I love Gucci, don't get me wrong. I feel, like, I feel like he wants... When it comes to his appearance-wise, when it comes to his hair, I think he just wanted a different look. When it yeah. comes to what he was wearing, I don't want to knock him too much because it's not like he, he went out and wrestled or beat up somebody, you know? He just kind of introduced that's himself. True. He kept saying his best man, and I think they're running with that. Like, that's his new nickname, The Best Man. Right. Um. And... I want to see how this story progresses like I don't want to see Miro just be a heater for Kip Sabian like I want his character to progress and do I have my concerns yes because I see like a guy like Brian Cage that haven't really done much with him besides the Moxley program but at the same time it's like it's something fresh it's something new he seems happy and, he's, and uh, it's been reported that he signed a year deal, so oh, nice. whether he continues after that year or not, I think he has a clause in his contract where he's open to do New Japan as well. So cool. I'm excited to see what they do with Miro. I don't want to judge too much on his appearance, but we'll, we got to wait and see.
1: No, you're you're absolutely right. It was, you know, it was shocking in a way, but then it kind of wasn't because I was, like, waiting for him to come over to AEW. I just think Mm -hmm. they kind of, you know, the WWE, the direction that they were going with him with Lana, Bobby, Lashley, Triangle, like, it was so ridiculous, and it was almost, (laughs) like, it was too campy. You know, like, I mean, I watch wrestling because it's campy, but it just felt like, um, you know, the leprechaun under the ring or, you know, the guy that came out of the giant egg. Like they had this whole build up in the 80s of this guy coming out of the egg and then it was just like nothing,
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and um, I see that happening. Uh, on WWE a lot so I was kind of disappointed that they went that direction with Rusev because you know he's a badass and he's a good wrestler um so I'm excited to see what they do with him in AEW I hope that he's you know not there gets lost in the mix like Mm -hmm. gets Kit over and then they kind of focus on that and you know, um, I hope to see him kicking
0: ass in AEW. I think we all do. Speaking of <laughs> um, kicking ass, and he got his ass kicked, unfortunately, at All Out, and he had a concussion. That's Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy ended up breaking the silence. Yeah. Redby Hardy made an appearance. I think, in AEW's point of view, they needed Redby Hardy, like, in the <laughs> audience. So, because she went balls in on Twitter, rightfully so, because, you know, Matt Hardy got, like, concussed, and they continued with the match. Yeah. He did speak speak out. He did say that, you know, he apologized to the fans. He apologized to the family. He apologized to the company um, for his uh, selfish act. At the same time, I got to put heat on the company because they should have stopped the match. You know, the dude was not right. Uh, (laughs) And he said that he's (laughs) going to focus on his singles career and he wants to get a championship in AEW. Uh, What you thought about uh, Matt Hardy's promo? I
1: love Matt Hardy. Um honestly he's one of the reasons that I watched the show to begin with. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I just I love his character work. Like, you know, for me coming into this like I have backgrounds in entertainment and it's not just about the wrestling for me, it's the whole package. So I love that they're they're showing those different sides of him and that he is probably one of the most developed uh, wrestlers all around on the show. Um, I felt like it was genuine what he said. Um, you know, he did sound remorseful. Um, but do I think that he really regrets it? No, no. Because what it comes down to is the show. He's you a know, performer.
0: And he comes from, he calls from yeah. that old school mentality.
1: Yeah, like, keep going. Um... And, I mean, I thought it was a great match. And, you know, honestly, like, we rewound it a couple of times, like, oh, oh, you know, like, to to watch it over and over and really comprehend, like, is this where he got concussed? Is that where he got concussed? And then when he was walking, like, away from the area that they fell, and he was, like, stumbling into the wall we were like ooh like we yeah. should probably yeah. call this but <laughs> they didn't
0: <laughs> but Leo,
1: do you me, have any... it, it was on the company too
0: yeah
2: right Leo do you have any thoughts on the Matt Hardy promo or Rebby Hardy being in the audience no I I think you know what when it happened the the whole match thing should have been just called uh, I think you, you yeah. get more respect if you just call it knowing that that he's in pain or he's out of it um i think you letting it go a little bit further that's when you had you know all the extra stuff add to it now i'm going to back up a little bit if they would have done what they did on dynamite for the pay-per-view it would have been an awesome pay-per-view great show it would have been nobody would have criticisms of nothing (laughs) dynamite was a better show than all out (laughs) i'm just saying that's that's what i felt you know when i I was watching uh, dynamite I'm like, why couldn't you put this show? <laughs> like, like just do a Saturday show with whatever All Out was and then do this show on Sunday and call it All Out. And I would have been fine but You with know it. what? You got to give credit
0: to AEW2. And yeah. after having a heavily criticized show on Saturday, they went back to the drawing bo- bo- board and they were like, we need to knock out with a great show. And they mm-hmm. accomplished that on Wednesday. And you can tell by the
2: ratings too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and, and with the ratings, like and it was funny because I, I was hearing Jericho in uh, in some some show that he was in, talking about uh, why uh, NXT is on Wednesdays. So he was saying that NXT is on Wednesday just because they want to mess with Dynamite, cause Dynamite is on Wednesday. But if you it, was was, yeah. it was busted open, it was busted open. Okay, so now if you if you actually look at it, this Super Tuesday stuff was good for all of us I've been saying this right. I've been saying this since day one don't look at what each of them got look at what they got combined right look at what they're getting combined at each night so now if you separate them how much new people are you having looking into the NXT product how many new people are you having looking into the into the aew product it's good for us at the end of the day you know so hopefully they'll stick that uh, you know Tuesday and Wednesday because it's better for us too so you don't have to flip back and forth I feel like
0: Vince is so hard-headed. He's going to look at that million number the AEW guy was like, "God damn it, we have to stay on Wednesday." <laughs> <laughs> I can get two. <laughs> so we we spoke about Joey Janela uh, to start the show, so let's bring him up again. So Sonny and Joey, which I love the I love the pairing of the two. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They fight faced off with Jericho and Hager in uh in a no DQ match. Jer- Jer- Jericho and Hager did go over. And this is what I didn't like. After the match, Jericho did cut a promo and saying that they're going to enter the tag division and they want to go for the tag titles. I'm not a fan of this. While, yeah, it's something for Jericho to do, which I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. The issue I have is you have a legit tag team in your stable with mm-hmm. Proud and Powerful. It's like you're taking their spot. And even with like a tag team mm-hmm. like Proud and Powerful, they came in so hot from Impact. Arguably one of the top tag teams of 2019, and now they're kind of like just lost in the shuffle. Yeah, they're having a feud with best friends. But even like a tag team like the best friends, a lot of people made the argument with them. Maybe they should have been the ones to beat uh, Kenny and uh, Hangman when they were feuding. So you have all these tag teams that are legit tag teams. And then you have Jericho and Hager just kind of not take their spot. But now they want to gun for the tag titles. What do you want your tag team and your stable to go for the tag title? I just feel it's kind of weird, but I don't know. What's your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it didn't settle right with me either. Um, You know, it's Jericho, though, and everybody wants to see Jericho. And I think, you know, yeah, for him, it's like he's trying to hit every belt in AEW, you know, to say he's the champion there. Um, But... I do feel like it's a weird tag team. And like you said, I do feel like it's taking away from this development that I've been talking about with these other tag teams. Um, you know, like I said, we don't, everybody loves best friends and whatnot, but um, I want to know more about them. I want to see them more. I want to, you know, have a chance to really like them. Um, I love teams like Butcher and the Blade. Um, I'm into all that dark, spooky stuff. Um, I love the Lucha Bros, you know, they're they're awesome. Um, So I would want to see more feuds between you know, Jurassic Express, Butcher and the Blade, um, FTR even. Um, So, you know, although I love Jericho, um, it it is kind of weird for me. But I'm I'm interested to see where it's going
2: to go. Do do you going to fight? Do you think that he that he's doing that because he wants to work with FTR? Like they're coming in, you know. I've never had to work with them. I they did the whole podcast thing. Do you think he really wants to work with them? That's why he's doing this. Like that's what I think. If, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. That that, that's a possibility, Jericho. Jericho
0: Jericho's not a selfish person, so when I say, like, I'm not a fan of this Jericho and, and Hager tag team, it's not saying that Jericho's being selfish here. Maybe, kind of what Leo's saying, maybe he wants to have, like, a little uh, feud with FTR and add another win for the team. I just think it's kind of weird that you have an actual, legit tag team in your stable, and they're not getting a shot. And kind of I mean, going back to what we talking it's about... It's to get
1: somebody over. Mm-hmm. I mean... Right that that's my first thought was okay like you know he kind of got orange Cassidy over I mean orange Cassidy kind of had his own cult thing anyway um, right. but you know the mimosa match really catapulted that so maybe it's with the intention of getting another tag team over
0: okay. it could be could be Jer- Jericho has a great mind I don't think he's doing any of this whether he has creative control or not to as a selfish act, do I think it's kind of weird? Yeah, but we'll see how it plays out. But this brings up another topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Since they have such a like in-depth roster, you know, for a little over a year existence, and I know a lot of people are not a fan of championships, like having too much championships, like in a in a in an organization. But if you look at the roster, there's like a lot of people like a Brian Cage that that just kind of like they're kind of lost in the shuffle and. You know, with so many tag teams that can't necessarily go for the tag titles, man, I'm starting to think, like, I think this company would benefit, like, with a six-man championship. You know, I know people criticize too many championships, but I think this company would benefit from that. Because you have other wrestlers, like, okay, if Jericho and Hager are going to go towards the tag titles, hey, why doesn't Sammy Guevara... And um, Proud and Powerful, go for, like, the six-man title. Like, Mm. I think this company could benefit with those championships and actually book these championships right, unlike, you know, like, AAA and Ring of Honor (laughs) and New Japan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad idea. Um, I do feel like, though, as I've been saying, like, they need more storyline that's continued you know mm-hmm. like for me i look at the old school wrestling um you know jerry lawler and terry funk like they had this kind of ongoing thing right. jerry lawler and rick flair you know they it wasn't just like one match boom it was done um mm-hmm. You know, Roddy Piper, like, he he kind of did that with a lot of people, where it would just be this ongoing kind of battle that ended in some kind of weird disqualification, you know, right, um, right. Or, or something like that. So um, that's something that I always bring up when, when we're watching these shows is like, you know... They should develop the heels more. They should develop the baby faces more and have more continuation matches and then build up to you know a six man uh, you know fight or something like that um, right. at a big show, you know, hmm. like they i I feel like they should set it up more like the old school where. You know, the big fights are for the pay-per-views yeah. instead of these little matches in between that, you know, somebody stealing the belt and doing all this, like have that at the pay-per-view and, so that there's I mean, more feud to continue.
2: And and I think, you know, it was funny because going back to that busted open uh, um, little interview, you know, he was talking about Jericho, about him and Orange Cassidy. They did what, three months with this feud and they were able to yeah. get three matches out of it. I mean, three months. If you go back to what you were talking about, Devin, before with like Roddy Piper, you had you know storylines that would last two years. Yeah. Because if you look, if you look at it, yep. the whole storyline from WrestleMania one kind of went over to WrestleMania two. So yeah. you, you know, you had years going by. So no, and, and it has to do with. You know, people and and the way people get things and this and that. But at the end of the day, you could extend a little bit more. Again, not having them go straight one to one, but you can have them like in and out. Especially now that you have a whole team together, you know, you yes. could still have the whole Matt Hardy thing. Where okay, you know what? I'm going to recruit a tag team like Private Party, and then go up against you know Santana and Ortiz, and that's where you get your trios from, Mario.
0: Yeah, I agree. Speaking of stories, and we talk about story developing. The MJF Warlow story definitely took a turn this past week. When MJF made it clear to Warlow, AEW doesn't sign your checks. I do. Mm-hmm. So now we get a little bit more development on why yeah. Warlow takes all this abuse from MJF, which eventually yeah. is going to lead to an imputing. Punch but like I, like I told you uh, last week, Leo, I don't think MJF losing to Moxie hurt him at all. No. Now we have a different story. So now we got to see how this story progresses with MJF and Warlow. Uh, what's your thoughts on the whole MJF-Warlow situation, uh, Devin?
1: Um, I mean, I love MJF. Uh, obviously. Um, well, he and, loves you
2: too. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, you know, I I almost felt like the Wardlow thing was a little too early on. Um, I feel like they they could have waited longer. Um. You know, I don't think that him losing did affect his standing or popularity. I think that it's just kind of developing him more as a heel um, and having more intention to, you know, take things over. Um, I'd be interested to see the Wardlow, MJF, feud continue but i feel like there should be some kind of interference um to kind of spice things up a little
0: bit with that i think we're gonna get a lot of build up to this feud like i don't think it's gonna happen yet i think we're waiting for the right moment where we kind of get like the Batista turn on Triple H when yes. when Batista turn on on Triple H and gave him like the thumbs down. I think we're gonna get something like that somewhere down the line. I wouldn't say it's gonna happen within the next month or so. I think you gotta drag it on a little bit more. Yeah. like you know, like maybe they could because you know they're they're together. Why don't they try to uh, say like, well, we want to shot at the tax title and kind of build That's their repertoire yeah. or something? You know, they built their 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 ranks and then all sign Warlow miscommunication with MJF. MJF blames Wardlow for costing the match and costing the tag titles or something, and that's when the turn and happens. They,
1: I think. And they've kind of done that twice with right. MJF and Wardlow, where you know Wardlow kind of cost MJF the match. Um, so that definitely is developing, and I I like that idea of them being a tag team and mm-hmm. then turning on each other, just because the AEW tag team division is so developed and they have so many
2: options right that it
1: could go a lot of different ways and still be awesome any which way it goes leo
2: you know what uh we don't know what they're up to right they might have a (laughs) a, a whole plan where they say you know what this whole mjf wardlow we're gonna wait until fans are in the stands because you can have that turn (laughs) but you're gonna miss that reaction you know, you're going to miss the, the whole, you know, people booing Batista. And then the second he brings his his finger down, then, oh, you know, people are going crazy, you know. So with that, again, yeah, you can, you can extend it. You can go back and revisit it. You can come back to say, you know what, this happened to us a year ago. You know, we're okay now. And then something happens. So, again, it, I look forward to what they're going to do with it. Because we know that, you know, best friends or, or people that team together, when they break up, they make for, the like, the better feuds. So, mm-hmm. and plus I want to yeah. see somebody punch MJF, well, which is good. One last note on MJF.
0: I don't know if you guys know, noticed it. in the beginning of the show, uh, Tony Schiavone was outside the venue, and you had Jericho yes. and MJF come, like, from opposite directions. And they kind of met in the mi- middle, and they were both putting each other over, saying, like, I guarantee you're going to get your... Uh, you know, world title shot again, and you're going to be the world champion. And they were kind of like praising (laughs) each other whatever. And then when they walked away, they both dissed each other. Is this like a little seed planted of a potential Jericho and MJF story?
1: Oh my God. I think that would be awesome. (laughs) I They're like like the, to me, they're the two best heels in AEW. Um, So I, I think that would be an awesome development. You know, have have Wardlow and MJF against Hager and Jericho, maybe.
0: Hey, it could. Who knows? If if we get a program like that, that might be the when Wardlow decides like enough's enough with MJF, it could it could you know span out to that.
2: And I think with uh, MJF yeah. and Jericho, just put them on the mic. Like you don't need to turn yeah. in any one of them face. You don't need to do anything like that. Like I don't need to see a baby face against a heel in the in this uh, uh, promo off. You, I have no problem watching a heel against a heel because you know what we know we're going to be entertained because they're both a, a different kind of heel. Uh, and to me, MJF kind of reminds me a little bit of Jericho when he had the little poofy thing on the top of his head. Remember when he first came <laughs> over? He kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of that. So, you know what? Again, just let them go at each other. Let them go. They could both be heels. They can both have their factions. Just let them go. And I, and I will pay to watch that match. Maybe because MJF
1: has this whole campaign going. Mm-hmm. They could have, like like, a debate like an actual debate, not like the Orange Cassidy kind of debate, but yeah. where they both have podiums and, you know, they're going at each other. I think that would be a really cool concept.
0: Yeah. Does that Those talk- two on the <laughs> mic, we already, we already got a tease of them both on the mic. I want to say in the earlier Dynamites, remember when they were both in the ring and yeah. <laughs> and they all ended up blaming Cody and they beat – that was actually the debut of Warlow. So we did see a, a kind of a tease on what they could do on the mic together. I would love to see it again. And I'm sure whenever we do get that segment or program, it's going to be money.
2: Now, what did you guys think uh, about the whole like cinematic feel, the way they made it look? Because when it first started, it looked just like a regular backstage thing from wrestling. But then when they cut, cut to both of them walking away, that was a little bit more production. I think if they blur the lines a little bit, me personally, I like that. What do you think, Mario? I got
0: you know what I got I kind of got like a sports feel to it You know like when you watch like a game or whatever and you get like the split like camera angles That's mm-hmm. what the kind of the field that I got when you have like a reporter talking to like one player over here And then you have like another reporter or like getting the comments of another player over there yeah, yeah. That's kind of I didn't get really much a cinematic vibe from it mm-hmm. But I got kind of a,
2: a more of a sports feel to it. Okay What about you Devin?
1: I'm with you on that. I I feel like AEW um, does have a little bit more. They're they're less edgy than WWE when it comes to their production, um, but they do have a little bit more of a sports feel. Sometimes I get like UFC vibes. Um, yeah. Every now yeah. and then. Um, and I really like that. I really like the ring announcing. Um, it just it feels. It feels more. It, well, it feels less of sports entertainment and more sports.
0: <laughs> I think. I think the word you're looking for. It, it doesn't feel overproduced.
1: Yes. Yes, that's exactly what what I was going for. <laughs> in a roundabout way.
0: <laughs> so they announced John Moxley and Lance Archer for their anniversary show October 14th. Obviously, we've seen what they, they could do in New Japan, so I'm sure this match mm-hmm. is going to be great. Um, we, oh, we've been talking about stories a lot on this mm-hmm. episode. And the story that, that definitely is hitting a lot of people in the field is this elite storyline. We saw the Young Bucks kind of like take a turn from the past and kind of act in heelish. They super kicked Alex Marvez. I don't know if they super kicked him, you know, kind of as a receipt because he was terrible at broadcasting about a year ago when he was on commentary. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was a receipt because of that, but they super kicked Alex Marvez and story. Uh, they got fined. And then we got uh, two sit downs. Jr. sat down with Kenny Omega and I believe Tony sat down with Adam Page. Yep. Mm-hmm. Adam Page uh, was kind of blaming himself the reason why they lost the tag titles against FTR while Kenny Omega was acting, I want to say heelish, but he was more about me. He was like, you know what? I need to worry about uh, my singles career again. You know, when I first came into AEW, I thought I needed to be the world champion, but maybe, you know, with the, with the chemistry I had with Adam page, maybe I was like, you know what? Maybe let me just stick to the tag division. And it's time for me to think about myself. I thought both promos from both guys are, are definitely interesting. I think we're going to get a match between both of them at full gear. This is just me taking a guess here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of both promos from Hangman Page and Kenny Omega? Um.
1: Well, first let me say, I can't stand Kenny Omega. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hate his face. I hate his whole, like, he's just snarky and seedy to me. And I don't like to watch him wrestle either. Like, i know everybody loves him he's like the golden child of aew but i just do not like him so i don't know the whole time i just thought like ugh, he's a dick um, <laughs> now, now do you think like, that? i have to focus on my singles career you know um but i understand like why they did it of course um I did feel like he was being heelish and kind of trying to antagonize Adam Page. Yes. Um, yes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love Adam Page. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, he is very genuine I feel like to his character. Um, so I thought he he always cuts good promos and you kind of never know where he's going to go with things because, you know, he is holding the little a little whiskey so like you never yeah. know when he's going to come out with something strange um but i i would like to see that feud mm-hmm. develop
2: no,
1: no. Um, i'm interested no. to see which way the young bucks go with it too because of the whole you know elite group um and being the elite i freaking love that show um it i think is. it's hysterical
2: now, um, so yeah,
1: it, it'll be interesting to see, uh, which direction that goes in.
2: Right. And, and it's interesting and in, in how you do it. First of all, you were talking about that you didn't like Omega. Did you watch him in New Japan? Or is this one of these things that you were talking about at the beginning where, you know, what? it would have helped if they would have told you who Omega was?
1: Um, so I didn't watch him in New Japan. That's, okay. I haven't really ventured over to that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually I will. Um, okay. So I'm just coming in, you know, fresh face to AEW with Omega. And I'm not saying that he's a bad wrestler. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: I just don't like him. <laughs> um, nice. Like like Pac, is, <clears throat> Pac, he's the other one that I'm like, Ugh, I don't like looking at him.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> he
1: just looks sweaty and...
0: Snarky and like <laughs> this is a lucha exclusive, Leo. Devin <laughs> Dolphin hates Kenny Omega and Pack. <laughs> I just hate his face. <laughs>
2: yeah, I hate his face. face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The what I got from the from that whole back and forth thing. I got New <laughs> Japan Kenny Omega. I got like that, that, that bullet club feel like The cleaner. That, the cleaner. That, okay, I want I didn't want to go that way, but yeah, that's what came to my mind. Again, it it's if he will hate his face, he's doing his job. You know? That's true. If you That's true. if you want to punch him in the face, then he's really doing his job. <laughs> so, Yeah, but 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 according, so
0: what we gathered right now in the last 5 minutes is Devin just hates <laughs> Kenny Omega. <Perry. laughs> I
1: hate Seth Rollins too with the power. <laughs> what?
0: I hate hold him. On, hold on. Okay, okay. Now I have to ask the question just based on the three people she's okay. mentioned she ate, oh my god. Do you hate AJ Styles? No! Oh my God! Thank God! Thank God. no!
1: No, I love AJ Styles actually.
0: Well, well, that that's really interesting because oh, a lot of people, right? Especially like in the IWC, you know, as annoying as they could be at times, you know, they would put guys like AJ, Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins, and even Pack, in kind of in the same category when it comes yeah. to their yeah, wrestling. That's I I also had
1: a theory about Seth Rollins, and it's so ridiculous, but I made this parody video, I dressed up like Jericho uh, with his bubbly uh, uh, promo that he did in the hot tub, and I was talking about how Seth Rollins turns into a horse at midnight, (laughs) which is just so ridiculous and out there, but... Like I always say to my boyfriend, he looks and sounds like a horse, okay. and like his like nasally voice, like nah, nah, nah. I just I can't stand it.
2: Uh,
1: well, so I had <laughs> this promo,
2: and people were like, "Are you on drugs?" <laughs> no, I can second, I guess second something to your to your theory. So I just noticed this week I was watching some WWE TV about uh, his his uh, home sco- um wrestling school that he has that his mom runs. Whatever, it was like my son's a WWE star. Did you guys ever notice how big his neck is compared to his head?
1: Okay, can we talk about his shoulders and how he doesn't have any? I'm just saying.
2: I'm just saying. It kind of looks like a horse. Go ahead. What's up with his shoulders?
1: (laughs) 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 He just doesn't have any. It's like neck. Like, his neck is too wide for his head, and then it just goes...
0: Thank you. <laughs> no, I, you know, you, you know who I'm gonna tell you doesn't have shoulders. You know Jordan Devlin from NXT UK. He has no shoulders whatsoever. He looks, he has like a midget body. <laughs> oh my god! Where are we going? All right, let, let's let, let's focus, guys. Let's focus. The last ten minutes, we've we've we talked about. Seth Rollins' appearance, how much you hit, how much Devin hates Kenny Omega. All right, let's focus. One last thing on AEW, and then we'll go to CW. Um, Brody Lee and Dustin Rhodes. They put on a great main event, and even watching that match, like you stand on paper, you're like, okay, Brody Lee's gonna retain the TNT championship. But you kind of watch the match, it just goes to show you how Dustin how good Dustin Rhodes is. It kind of made you forget it, it kind of made you believe for a quick second, like, yo, is Dustin Rhodes gonna win? Um, I thought the match was great. What did you yeah. guys think
1: of the match? I thought it was great too, and I've been waiting for Brody Lee to kind of—I um, mean, he's had some good matches, but I've been kind of waiting for him to come more into his own and and be more of that cult leader. Um, and I think you know, going against Dustin Rhodes—I mean, he's gold dust, like he's hot. Yeah everyone. Um and to see him move like that at, at his age and like I thought that he actually did better than Brody Lee. And I honestly thought for a second he was gonna win too. Um, but Brody Lee hasn't I, I haven't been subscribed to him yet and the whole dark order. Um, I, I feel like it's you know they're pushing it but it's kind of fallen flat. None of the Dark Order guys look like they should be in the Dark Order. They're all these like little minions, you know, kind of following him and I was waiting for like wardlows to come out, you know, to, to defend him. Um, but back to the match, I, I thought it was a great match. It was really engaging and it was a great main event. Um, and I'm kind of, like I said, happy to
0: see Brodie Lee uh, kind of kick more ass Leo, any thoughts on on Dustin Rhodes and uh, Brody Lee?
2: No, I think you know what. At at um, at, I'm sorry, I'm still going to call him Goldust because that's how I know him. Uh, so <laughs> Goldust, still, you know, he's able to move for his age, you know. And, and again, and I think just the art of selling two on both guys, like that's lost. That's why you, you, it got to a point where you thought, hey, Goldust might win this. Yeah, 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 because, because again, on paper, you look at it and you're like, no, there's, there's no way. But again, there's no way. Yeah, but again, <laughs> they're doing their job. They're making you believe. They're taking you to that point where you might be able to. Nope, he didn't beat him. But you still got to that point, though, which is good. Yeah, and that's
1: why I love old school wrestling and old school wrestlers. Um, you know, and, and i I want to see more of that element in AEW
2: and wwe yeah i I think the whole whole selling is lost that whole art of selling i think that's lost go ahead mark uh when they when it comes to the dark order i for me personally
0: i won't say i'm unsubscribed and i'm not sold on it because they have made a turn compared to their first incarnation of it because i had some rough couple of months they had some really (laughs) rough couple of months Mm -hmm. so now that they're kinda Brody Lee's kinda stepping away from the whole like winking the nod to McMahon, he's kinda backed off that and we're starting to see character development within the Dark Order, especially watching Being the Elite, I'm kinda more invested in them. There are some things they need to work on, but I do like the story they're telling within the Dark Order with Colt Cabana and Brody Lee. hmm
1: Yeah, I do I do like that. Um, you know, Colt Cabana is not somebody you think would be a part of the Dark Order or right. associated, and that's what makes it like, ooh, where, where's that going to go? Like, is he going to all of a sudden, uh, you know, kick Brody Lee out of the cult leader position and and lead the Dark Order? Like, we don't know where that's going, so that's that's kind of interesting to me.
0: I agree. All right, let's yeah. talk about WWE before uh, we, you know, people start saying that we're like AEW Shields. Like, <laughs> you guys are talking about all-eat wrestling. <laughs> All wrestling alright uh, so this past week on NXT, we finally got the conclusion of what was a pretty good uh, Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match last week to crown the new NXT champion. We got a one-on-one between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Great match from both guys. It had great chemistry together, and Finn Balor picked up the win, and now he's a two-time NXT champion. What did you think of the match, and was Finn Balor the right guy to carry the NXT championship?
1: Um, I I thought it was a great match, too. I liked um, that they did a lot of um, kind of more grappling and and old-school moves. Um, You know, sometimes I wait for that because there are so many like of the aerodynamic moves and whatnot. Right. So it was really cool to see a more classic type of match. Um, I do like that Finn Balor won, um, because Adam Cole has has been the champion for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it, it was cool to see Finn Balor step in and kind of uh, bring something
0: fresh to NXT, yeah. mm-hmm. I
2: agree. Leah? Well, I called it. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you did call it. You didn't call <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but, but you know what? I, again, I think what people had people were talking about more than the match itself was the whole two-sweep behind the camera. And WWE yeah, was very I, smart. I love that. You,
0: you know, I'm a big Bullet Club fan. I'm a big New Japan guy. And just seeing a, a, for, a former leader-esque with Adam Cole uh, from the original leader, Finn Balor, you know, kind of nice. giving respect to each other, uh, doing the two sweet and backstage. And it seems like we're getting like a, a kind of a, a, a more of a face Adam Cole. We'll see how that story progressed with Undisputed Era because it looks like they it, if you if you've been watching NXT, it looks like the Undisputed Era. They're not all in the same like mental place if you think about it some of them are acting more heelish Mm -hmm. while adam cole is acting more of a face and even kyle riley he's acting a little bit more like a face so i'm curious to see where the undisputed era goes from here yeah
1: yeah i I agree with you 100 i don't i don't think i could say it any better than that
0: i will say i will say about finn is this is the first time since him, you know, winning the Universal title and then, like, vacant uh, it the following night due to injury. This is the first time in a while that he's getting, like, a world title, like, you know, the face, the figurehead of the company. So, I'm curious to see what, what they do with him in NXT. And I think it was the right call to put him as, you know, their brand's world champion. I think
1: that they needed a new face. Not new, but they needed something fresh for NXT, and I think that that's why they brought Charlotte Flair to, uh, you know, go against Rhea Ripley Mm -hmm. um, so that um, the ratings would go up because there were some dips with NXT at one point, um, and then when AEW kicked in, it was kind of neck and neck for a while. Um, So I think that they're doing this to kind of, you know, kick it up a notch. Um, you mean,
0: you you mentioned Rhea Ripley, which is a great segue, because I want to talk <laughs> about this Rhea Ripley and Mercedes oh. Martinez cage match. I mm. thought this match yes. was amazing. Uh, I'm that. a big fan of Mercedes Martinez. This is a a girl that's been killing it for years in the independence. And just to see them both in a main event, main event spot and actually uh, following up that amazing start to the show, which was the NXT Championship match, I think both women did an amazing job and they bust their ass and that finish, the rip tie from the top of the, um, yep. the apron to the table, props to uh, both women.
1: Yeah, they're definitely badass. They have that uh, that Shayna Baszler feel to them. Um, and I think that's what the women's division means is more, you know, tough, badass females. Um, and it, to me... Um, The women's division in NXT is probably my favorite out of all, you know, Raw, SmackDown, AEW. Um, I love Rhea Ripley. She's my girl crush. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's just so badass and beautiful. Um, And it it was an excellent match. Um, I like that they did a cage match and made it. You know,
0: they gave it that more badass element. This was a cage ma- match that meant something. They 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 put meaning to the cage match because they were both they have both been in this feud and it's like all right, let's put an end to it and that's what they did. yep that,
2: Now, what, right. what did you think of her hair? <laughs> what happened to Neil? <laughs> what, what did you think of her hair? You like her new hair color? She should go back to the other hair color she had.
0: Rhea Ripley does no wrong to me, so I love Rhea. I
2: love, <laughs> Rhea Rhea Ripley. I love, I love the look. <laughs> It was lot I loved her as a yeah. as a
1: blonde. I love her, <laughs> you know, with her shaved head. Now I think she looks like Tank Girl, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm completely subscribed.
2: There you go.
0: You, you know what it is <laughs> about Rita Ripley. If we're if we're just going to talk about her look, because she look when you look at her, she just looks like a badass. She looks like someone that you don't want to fuck with at all. Like if mm-hmm. you see her and you get not know her, like Nah, I'm not I'm not stepping near her because she looks like she's going to yeah. beat me up. But not necessarily like. That she's, like, ugly or anything like that. Because even with that look that she's portraying, there's something sexy about her.
1: Her face is just stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, I, You know, I think that's what it is, is that she has a very soft, feminine face Mm -hmm. with this, like, tink girl kind of physique. You know? And then the whole look with the leather and everything. Um, That's why I thought it was very befitting of them to have a cage match.
0: I agree. I agree. So let's talk about some stuff that wasn't that great this week. Raw was terrible. (laughs) I'm going to just point out and say Raw was terrible. (laughs) Raw
1: was awesome. Can I just say something? I don't even remember Raw from this week. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going to have to remind me what happened.
0: Nope. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about the whole show because the show was trash. But there was two things that I that had some substance to it, and I did enjoy. it. I enjoyed the fact that Cedric Alexander is now part of the Hurt business. Yes, I think this is a great move. Yeah. I like the turn, and it's like this was weeks of build up, like MVP, like harassing Cedric, like you need to leave Ricochet alone, like they don't care about <laughs> you, yada yada. And he finally made the he finally snapped. He made the turn, and now he's part of the Hurt business.
1: Now, that Leo, is a pretty badass yeah. group, I, I do have to I say. Like I'm herbivores. looking forward to what they do with that.
2: Uh, I've always been a big fan of, of uh, groups, stables, and things because you're able to, to extend storylines. Uh, but why couldn't they bring Ricochet in? He would have been a, a good person in that group. Because Ricochet is vanilla
0: He's yeah. a great yeah. wrestler you know, But you know, he is no, very no. vanilla Nobody's going to believe him him being a badass They didn't like put that, that man in the back badass. in a mask Like they did with Prince Puma and Lucha Underground yes, So people do. could care about the guy
2: By the way, I learned this week That AJ Styles wasn't sure if he was able to bring his name So he already had in mind that he was going to wear a mask And be called Velocity And he was going to be a luchador in Bro. WWE That was that's terrible Leo. Just so <laughs> you know That's what I learned this week <laughs> Oh and, my and I, and God. I, that's terrible. And I also learned that Seth Rollins' neck is bigger than his head, just just saying. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um the past couple of weeks, uh, Leo and I have
0: been praising uh, Dominic Mysterio, how good he's been yeah. looking. I want to get your opinion on Dominic Mysterio cause he had another great showing this past week with Buddy Murphy.
1: He did. Um, so I do have to say i I hate his get up. <laughs>
0: Wow. It, it I looks think very, it the, looks very Mustafa Ali. That's what he looks like. He yeah, looks like I'm, just, I'm
1: not, I'm not into that, but I think that he's great in the ring. I think that he is the young demographic baby face that's needed right now in WWE because they keep, you know, kind of recycling, you know, older wrestlers um, and a, a lot of the the uh you know locker room are are people that are our age or older, you know, in, in their 30s. Um so I think that he's a good element to the show. Um I think that they are making him look like a badass, especially against someone like Murphy who is, you know, built like a tank. Um, mm-hmm. And I do hope that Murphy really does make a turn on Seth Rollins. Not because I hate Seth Rollins.
2: You hate <laughs> and so well. horse,
1: But, um, you know, I just, I think it's time for him to step out of the shadow of the horse and be his own, um, you know, entity. So I like the feud with Dominic because mm-hmm. I think that um, people are very invested into Rey Mysterio. Yeah, um, and they've watched Dominic grow up, you know, on right. the WWE, make appearances in the audience and stuff. So I think that people are emotionally invested in Dominic, um, and that brings, you know, a better element to him now rising up in the WWE. It's just unfortunate that, you know, the past couple of weeks that he's been on the show, it's been the lowest ratings that that they've had. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully that will change when they can have an audience again or you know they they start doing better things with the show
0: (laughs) and i feel like and and i feel like leo could second this when he talks about dominic but i do feel like if we had an audience right now man i feel like the pops for dominic Mysterio would be amazing because if you go back to the survivor series of last year Mm-hmm. Remember, the one of the, the matches was Ray Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And Dominic got involved. If you heard the pop in Chicago from Mysterio and Dominic, because they were like this <laughs> close to beating Lesnar. Yeah. yeah that crowd is, now, mind you, it is Chicago, and Chicago is like a very wrestling, marquee crowd. But, man, the pop for Dominic and, and Ray. That night, it's like they wanted Ray to win. So I can only imagine the pops that Dominic would be getting now if we had if we were in front of a live audience.
2: Yeah, it, it, I um, agree. I agree. It, imagine that pop it, when they started hitting them with the cane. You know what I mean? Like the the whole family. <laughs> oh you know? yeah. The Mysterio family was like sacrificing Buddy Murphy with yeah. canes. <laughs> now, now the the more that I see Dominic, the more that I keep thinking of Eddie Guerrero, and that has to be his son. Just saying. Just saying, people are there talking about it. You know
1: what? No, you're absolutely right. He's a lot taller, just saying. I'm just saying,
2: I'm just saying, just saying. and he uses the frog <laughs> splash, so every time he's up there, I don't see Ray Mysterio. I see, I see, I see uh, uh, but you know what? That's it's funny. It's true. It's true when you, when you look at it, right? The pops that you're going to get, how people are behind it, but even though it was Chicago, people remember that, right? And, and Right. And a lot of people are followers, right? So if you hear that pop and you say, okay, Chicago. Chicago and Philly are like the two like worst, if you will, wrestling bases, right? Wrestling fans. If they approve of this kid, then we got to get behind them. You know what I mean? Like if you're able to get over in Chicago, New York, or Philly, then you can get over anywhere, you know? Now, with, with his get-up... I said it from the beginning. You have to separate him from Rey Mysterio because people are going to expect for him to do what Rey Mysterio did. Now, they're not going to use him as a dart against a trailer, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You want to make sure, you know, although Brock Lesnar did throw him around a couple of times. Um, Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he
0: threw
1: him around like a rag doll.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> but again, you got to kind of separate him from the whole Rey Mysterio. You know, when people were talking what? about his gear. They tried yeah. to
1: do that with like him not having a mask. Yes. You know, they tried to do the hood thing and everybody was like, why does he have a hood? Like, what's the I, point I, of I that? I didn't mind the hood. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't mind the hood. I thought it was different. You know, I, I didn't mind it either, but people <laughs> on Twitter oh my god it apart.
2: Okay. well first of all don't listen to people on twitter because people on twitter are stupid just saying I,
0: I, I don't I'm not no, I don't, I don't, I'm not a twitter user. it's entertaining I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a twitter user so like I get oh, sometimes a lot of messages like did you do you know what's happening on twitter right now I'm like According why are you sending you? me this like I just don't care <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> My whole
1: Twitter, yeah. like, it's all wrestling. And I got on it because of the Janella zone, because yeah, they yeah. all were saying, like, go over to Twitter, everything's happening over there. Right. And now I just, it's inundated. Yeah. Like, there's no makeup <laughs> stuff, there's no, you know, president, it's all wrestling. So I just right. sit on that at night, like, when I'm in bed, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is what they're saying <laughs> about this person. <laughs> <laughs> it's just entertainment.
2: Yeah. No, and, oh, and, and I man. think just uh, just adding to that whole uh, Dominic with the hood, it's kind of yeah. like he's coming out to the ring, paying homage to his dad because it kind of looks like he's wearing a mask just by the way that, that the that the eagle is or whatever, right? But then mm-hmm. he's becoming his own person in the ring. I think the biggest mistake he could have done is put a mask on him in the ring because then you really That's want him to do what Ray Mysterio is doing, you know? True. Uh, That's true. And also on the whole Mexican lineage and, and this and that. They can't put a mask on him because he's already showed his face. The yeah. whole idea in in the in Mexican wrestling is the mysterious person behind the mask, which right. is funny as hell because when they took off their mask, you're like, what the hell is the Elote guy doing there? But I'm just saying. It's a personal thing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain later. I completely agree.
0: I completely agree. I do agree with Devin saying that Dominic Mysterio is catering to that young demographic because they, they, they relate to Dominic, you know, like uh, kind of like the, the the young kid, you know, beating on his bully that keeps like messing with him or whatever. So I do yeah. think that Dominic Mysterio is the perfect guy that that's catering to that younger demographic.
2: Yeah, and, and especially it's not like you can get your dad to beat him up, like you're bigger than your dad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just
1: saying. Well, I think that something that WWE targets and is kind of struggling with is that younger demographic. You know, mm-hmm. their their best demo is uh, you know, thirty to fifty five. Yes. Which, you know, is us. But, but, <laughs> but, why? Yeah. but. why? literally yeah.
2: us. <laughs> but, but why is their demo that thirty to fifty five? Because twenty five well, years ago grew up with it. Oh, 25 years ago was the start of the attitude era. So if you look at right. any one of us and you subtract twenty five years, like, that's the stuff that we grew up with. So yep. it's kind of like second nature to us to turn on the TV on Mondays, to to rush and, and to be home by a certain time to watch it. Or if you miss it, you're going to watch it on Tuesday. Yep. That's why. That's why it's hard for them to connect with the younger crowd. Because and I think that's why Dominic is so good. Yeah. Now,
1: how do you guys feel? Because nah. there
2: was a report that came out this week. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just read it and I found it interesting. That the WWE sees Dominic as a top guy and not just another mid you know mid level guy. Like they want to, they're going to push him as their top baby face. This- I mean, based on his booking, I, how can you make an argument that he isn't? But how do you feel like like a like a Garzo or like a Ricochet or like people that have been in the business for years, and then here comes this guy because of his name, we're gonna push him to the top? Well, I mean, I think
1: it's like Randy Orton, mm-hmm. you know, or any second or third generation wrestler. I mean, mm-hmm. they already have a they already have a kind of following behind them. Okay. So guys like Ricochet. You know, they need to push them harder, or Alistair Black. And I think that they've just kind of made those guys mid-card and kind of pushed them as a
0: geek. Okay. Um, it always goes back to their booking. Yeah. Well, It always goes back to their booking. You know, it's funny that you mentioned about the the, the struggle of getting that young demographic. Let's also, one of the key proponents, John Cena's not around anymore. Well, and John Cena was... Uh, big, he was a, a human money bag. So a lot of these kids, it was like John Cena, John Cena. Speaking of John Cena, I forgot to mention this, and I want to get your thoughts on it. He sucks. No. So if you watch, if you watched Dynamite this past week towards the end, Cody had like this weird promo, um, promoting this Go Big Show type yes. thing. It's supposed to be like a, uh, like a, uh, what is it like a contested type show gimmick or whatever, and then. I was reading about that, and I just found out that... You remember the show Wipeout? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a reboot of Wipeout on TBS, and guess who's going to be the host for this show? John Cena. John Cena. So I'm like, huh. Hmm. Okay. John Cena is going to co-host the show on Turner. So I'm like... You know, I, and this is me being like a super wrestler, wrestling nerd right now, right? This kind of reminds me when Hogan was doing that show Thunder in Paradise and Eric Bischoff went over there to talk to him to try to convince him to, to come to WCW. Is there any possibility that either Cody or Tony Khan tries to have a conversation with John Cena?
1: Man, I mean... <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point, I I feel like that would be, I don't even know what the word is. (laughs) There's no word.
0: Dangerous? Game changer. Game changer.
1: (laughs) Dangerous, almost. Like, (laughs) I mean, John Cena hasn't been around in a while, but... um, But it's still John Cena. It seems like the itch is always there. I mean, he came back, you know, with The Fiend, um, and I thought that was a pretty pretty cool production montage um but him getting back in the ring i don't know what do you guys think about that
2: i have my thoughts <laughs> the, go ahead mario the, the reason why i'm I getting, like <laughs> and,
0: and, and Leo, we're gonna get to you but the reason why i'm thinking about like the whole hulk hogan thunder in paradise and then eric Bischoff kind of having this conversation with him i'm thinking like okay so Cody's doing a show, like, a game-type show gimmick with, like, a whole bunch of other, like, celebrity. I think, like, Rosario Dawson's part of this. And oh, then wow. you have John Cena doing, like, another type game show-type gimmick. So I'm thinking, like, if, if they, hypothetically speaking, let's say they're filming in Atlanta, right? In studios, whatever. Like, in Atlanta studios, center stage, whatever. And they're, like, right there. Like, Cody and John are, like, in different studios. And Cody's, like... Hey John, let's uh let's go grab some lunch or something, yeah. and you know, uh, this Tony Khan money's pretty good. You know, uh, any thoughts? <laughs> you want to you know jump back in the ring or something, or well, you know, I mean, money talks. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not saying that John Cena will go to AEW. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm not saying that an offer can't happen. Who knows? But it's not ruled out.
2: Yeah. So huh. so this is what I think, right? I first of all, I think John Cena is too much of a WWE guy too much of a McMahon guy to just go straight out into AEW. Now, okay. will will the meeting happen? Of course. Of course. Especially what Mario's saying. You know, they're both in the same studio. They shared locker rooms together. I'm pretty sure they have some kind of relationship. Like, hey, we're together. Let's go have lunch. I'm okay with that. That conversation will happen. Now, this is where my mind starts to work and, and you know, fantasy booking like we love to do here. John Cena does not want to be a a nostalgia act. Okay. If you got into wrestling and that's what we see Hogan, that's what we see flair. That's what we see. All these guys past their prime still getting into the ring. Okay. John Cena wants to be a top guy, right? He's gone into Hollywood. He's done a couple of uh, okay things, right? But (laughs) what if (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, but what if he says, you know what, Vince? I, um, you know, thank you for everything. That by the way, another thing that I learned this week: the WWE still owns John Cena the name. So whenever John Cena gets a credit on a movie, guess who still gets paid? Vincent Kennedy yeah. McMahon. Just saying. So um, I think the way that you you can approach it is like, hey, John, come prove yourself. Don't be just the WWE guy. Come prove yourself here. You know what? Work out something with with McMahon where you know like. Well, you can talk to him because they have that kind of relationship. But I think John Cena still wants to be that top guy. He still wants to have that drive. He still wants to have. And you know what? Yeah, I killed it in WWE, but it was WWE. This little product that's going on here. You know what? I like this. You know, and and it kind of parallels the whole Hulk Hogan thing. thing you know what I mean? Where, yeah, they're established. But what if what if you get John Cena coming in a red Corvette, you know, pulling up to, to AEW? I can see that. Man. Or just
1: completely different than what John Cena even
0: is. Hollywood like, John maybe Cena. Like, even bring him <laughs> in as a heel. Yeah. Hollywood Cena.
2: <laughs> Hollywood go. Cena. There you go. Fantasy book. <laughs> Pay it. <laughs> but, again, yeah, he has that drive. Again, a- any wrestler that gets into wrestling is because you want to be better. I-, I think in anything that we do, you always want to be better than when you were last week. You don't want to be just, hey, you remember that time where you were, like, the top guy in WWE? Well, now you're the old man that comes up and, you know, gets to beat up Heath Slater. I don't know. You know? It's in, like,
1: in wrestling history yeah. that, you know, there, there is people that, you know, went to uh, other promotions yeah. from WWE and they may not have done as well, you know, and, and a lot of them returned to the mm. WWE, but um,
2: you know, that would be so interesting with yeah. John Cena. And, and it will make you uh, tune I in. I don't know if I see it, mm-hmm. but it would be interesting. Yeah. No,
0: but, uh, you but know, I, I, I visually can't see it either happening, but I still think like that conversation is going to happen between yeah. Cody and and John and who I'm knows sure they might not...
1: Conversations happen a lot yeah. with, right. with different wrestlers, you know, cuz I feel like a lot of people more so than AEW, get lost in WWE, kind of like what we were saying before. You know, the ricochets and even, you know, the Apollo Cruises. Like, that have been I don't there. need to see
0: him on my TV anymore. He, he Apollo, Apollo Cruz, I do not need to see him on my TV he anymore. Apollo, <laughs> Cruise. He, Apollo, Apollo Cruise he, going back to WWE again, yeah. WWE failed on him because he should have stayed longer in NXT. They called him up like
2: this. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. had no character development. That That's what you were missing. Yeah. So now, let, let, let me go on my little rant that I usually do. Yes. <laughs> can, can we please stop saying that AEW is ex-WWE? Can we just stop saying that? Like, I see that in every freaking group that I'm in. I see that, I oh, another ex-WWE guy. You know what, stupid? Stone Cold. <laughs> Cactus Jack. Triple H they were all yeah. in WCW. Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero. They were all in WCW. And who signed them? Yeah. WWE. So now you know if we're
0: going if we're going by that like uh like notion, right? If people's like, oh, XWWE WWE guys,
2: then we might have might as well say that WWE is all X ring of honor, guys. Or TNA. How many guys from yeah. TNA have come yeah. over? How many guys from Ring of Honor? Again, and it's so stupid. Okay. Because again, don't listen to the people on Twitter because the comments on Twitter are stupid. But what they do is they take this whole time. Like, you got nothing better to do than to actually make a whole graphic where you take all their pictures and you make sure that they all line up and then you take the wording and you put X WWE. Like, really? Go do something productive with your life and enjoy wrestling. I do sound like an old man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, even like
1: Jerry Lawler didn't come into the WWE until – you know, the early 90s. But yeah. Memphis Wrestling, like, he, he you know, ran that the entire time. And look at him now. Yeah. Like, he's, uh you know, he has fought everyone in the WWE and is now an announcer.
2: Yeah. And and, and even look, look at, you know, Hulk Hogan. He wasn't made in WWE. Look no. at The Undertaker. He wasn't made in WWE. Look at all these other guys, you know, from that era. I think Ultimate War is the only one because that's, you know, the ultimate war, but if you look at anybody <laughs> else, you know, it, again, it's not like they were they were built right at the WWE. <laughs> and if we go a little step further, this whole performance center thing, I don't think it's working. Because tell me one guy that's come through the performance center that that's white hot right now.
0: Uh, exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, exactly. I, I will. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, there's that.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, oh, no, he came from Ringo. Oh, no, yeah. that's a New Japan guy. Oh, no, he came from, uh, you know what?
2: The, the big guy that's in, uh, Underground, the, the shit that they do on Raw was the big guy name. There's guy that Ring. one Oh, no, no, never mind. Um, oh, no, he, he has allegations. Forgot. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, There's, he's, um, he's the only one. Velveteen Dream is the only one that you can say, oh, okay, God. he's kind of yeah. learned, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But what other guy has come through just WWE system and, and you're able to push him? You're not. Because, okay, Roman Reigns. Okay, you get, but he didn't come through the performance center. You know? So now when you start to yeah, look at all these started, other guys. He started in FCW before yeah, there was a performance but, center. But that's what I'm saying. Like This this whole idea that the, whatever the WWE does is perfect, it's not. Because if we actually look at, at the numbers, and I think I, I read it like, uh, like a year ago. The the whole performance center is bleeding money from the WWE. The uh, NXT UK, it's not making money for WWE. WWE just did that so that way they can kill the indies in the UK like they killed the indies here in the 90s. You know, a- NXT UK
0: is actually coming back. I think they're doing their first show uh, this coming Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Okay,
2: but but is oh, it, it? Yeah, but is it generating money? More wrestling, more wrestling. <laughs> but but that's the thing. You know, you get more wrestling, you get a, a diverse show. But is it really making WWE money? You know, like if we look at it at the end of the day, like a business, I'll get I'll get rid of uh, WWE UK. I'll get rid of a couple of things. They're not making you money. And, again, just because you want to say, hey, yeah, they came through the Performance Center and now they're stars. No, you basically took them from uh, Impact. You took them from, you know, all these other shows that where people got to know them. You know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins, all these guys. There were no way before that. So just saying. Okay, my right? I'm good. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I do
1: think that um, the one – upside to the performance center is the women's division in wwe okay because i feel like alexa bliss bailey you know asuka they all came from the performance center um mm.
0: i think well asuka, I, asuka yeah, she already had Oscar already had a career from uh, from stardom in japan but okay. like alexa bliss alexa bliss is actually the perfect example because she was Grown in the performance center, yeah. like that was the first time of WWE. Mandy Rose, and I feel like and Alexa Bliss to me is very underrated. I think people don't give her enough credit because no matter what position you put that girl in, and we're going to talk about Alexa Bliss in a little bit, but no matter what position you put that girl in, she knocks it out of the park. It doesn't matter if it's like in an on-air role. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's like different character development that we're seeing right now. She got and coffee. No over. matter what she does, she hits a home run. Yeah, agreed. Go ahead. Okay, you know what? Let's let's talk. let's talk about Alexa Bliss since we mentioned her. Well, the last couple of weeks ever since she got abducted by the Fiend, mm-hmm. we kind of seen little like Harley Quinn esque type feels to Alexa Bliss. You know, she's mm. twirling her hair, and even this past week, this past week, this past Friday on SmackDown, you saw like kind of dreads in her hair in that fatal <laughs> four way, and she even hit a sister Abigail on Nikki Cross. Yes, I've been really enjoying this development of Alexa Bliss. I'm very curious to see where the fiend and Alexa Bliss go- goes from here. Uh, what's your thoughts on Alexa Bliss's character v- development right now?
1: Um, I love it. Like you said, I feel like she's underrated. Um, You know, I've only been watching wrestling for the past two years. And I really got to know more of her stuff because my boyfriend is obsessed with her. (laughs) Like, that's his, like, you know, that's his crush in the WWE. So, um, I like that she's more at the forefront. I liked the whole like best friends with Nikki Cross thing because um, I I like Nikki Cross and I feel like she's another uh, wrestler that's kind of you know underrated because once that's these great. two get in the ring, they're badass. Um, but again, it's like getting lost in the mix. Um, they've concentrated so hard on, you know, the Oscar Bailey, Sasha Banks feud, and that's been, like, repetitive every week on SmackDown, on the pay-per-view, you know, on Raw, I feel the same way. Um, So, I guess that's why I said earlier, like, I didn't even remember Raw or SmackDown this week, because to me, it's the same show every week. So, it was cool to see the whole thing with The Fiend and Alexa Mm -hmm. Bliss, like, it was, you know, that, that Kane, Undertaker element that that I've been waiting for. Um, and it's, you know, it works for Alexa Bliss because she's cute, she's tiny. You don't expect her to be, you know, but then you kind of expect her to be under the influence of the fiend because of that. So you you're just waiting to see, like, is she just going to come out as a total badass and kick everyone's ass? Um, and I, I would like to see that for her because I,
0: I, I like her. Leo, any thoughts on Alexa and the fiend?
2: Of course, it, it, it makes this, <laughs> this whole, yeah. Not I would be here. Uh, no. So what <laughs> happens is this: it's it's, and we were talking about Jericho last week, and how you're able to take the same presentation, tweak a couple of things and make it totally new again. I think what Alexa Bliss has been able to do ever since coming onto the main roster is tweak a couple of things just to keep you engaged, and it's a totally different character every time, at every turn. You know, when she got hurt, then she had to do the whole, you know, the the cup of coffee thing. You know, that was a Mm -hmm. separate version of the original Alexa Bliss. Now, I'm interested to see how they do it, because we talked about it where she should have been, she shouldn't have been Sister Abigail, it should have been uh, Nikki Cross, but now how do you bring that in? You know, because remember, she was the the vision that we saw in, in that whole match where she showed up as Sister Abigail in the in
0: the in the swamp fight that wasn't yeah. really even a swamp fight; it was more like a pond.
2: <laughs> Just saying, but no. So <laughs> it, it's it's like it's like an onion. You have different layers to the same character. Right. Now again, it keeps us engaged, and I think that's that's where you you kind of miss in between right so i think the the three of us have been watching wrestling for a long time and people that listen to us also have been watching wrestling for a long time where you're able to see what unscripted promos and unscripted work looks like you know a la you know back in the in the, in the 90s to overly produced and you have to say a word by word promos of what we're getting now i think neither of those is the way you're supposed to go you're supposed to find a middle ground you're supposed to find something in between where, you know what? Yeah, we're going to give you bullet points, but mm-hmm. also let your creativity come through because you're able to pick up things. That's how the game was born. That's how Austin 316 was born. That's how a lot of things were born because you told them where to start. You told them where to finish. In That's between, how the rock got over and his exactly. match with Hogan. By the, by the okay. way, I was still watching the, the table for three with the Nation of Domination. It's awesome how The Rock sent him the the picture of himself to Farouk. You should check that out. It's on the network. It's awesome. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> but, but again, you have to find a happy medium with that. Um, in the WWE, you're not going to get that. And I think that's where AEW is going to hit their stride when they find, okay, we can come up with this. And kind of to, to Devin's point, you know, we can come up with, we know where to start, we know where to finish. But it would help to bring in Comedians to actually write. Hey, you know what? You could put this joke in here. You could put this other joke. Wasn't it Earthquake? The the comedian, the the black guy back in the nineties. He, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was a writer for the WWE. Freddie Prince Junior. He was a writer the He was a writer for the WWE. Freddie Prince Junior. So again, bring people that are able to take your idea and translate it to the TV. I don't need Vince Russo to do that because he doesn't know how to do it. You know you're gonna get. <laughs> but. But bring somebody that understands how to tell a story. Yeah, you could do it in the ring, but you still need a way to portray that to the people. So again, happy meeting. That's what I'm saying. Go.
0: Come on, Leo. You know you love the fall, uh, the, the brawl, I, uh,
2: dude, I was watching the, the, the <laughs> finger poke
0: of death. It's like ping. I was watching that song. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Bray Wyatt, we still we got a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse this week, and we got a very interesting debut of a character, and it resembles a lot. To Paul Heyman. Wobbly <laughs> La Wall made his debut on the Firefly Funhouse. And one thing I love about the Firefly Funhouse is like there's a lot of metaphors in the in the in the show, in the presentation. There's like a lot of like things that you have to kind of like rewatch to kind of catch what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see. Cause it was a to be continue. That's how the, the episode ended. So I'm very con- curious to see where it goes next week. And also, based on this Wobbly the Walrus character, it kind of goes to show you that Bray Wyatt is br- blaming him why Roman's champion because he took he only had a one week run. Once again, Bray Wyatt gets screwed
2: out of the title. <laughs> it's a shame.
1: Yeah.
2: What do you think, Leo? So, <laughs> I have thoughts, but what do you
1: think? If if
2: you're looking at the finish of that match, it wouldn't have made a difference if Bray Wyatt or Braun Strowman had the title, right? It it wouldn't have made a difference. So you could have had the title. They were just
0: a, they were just going to be a transitional champion for Roman Reigns. That's exactly.
2: It. So so just leave it on Braun Strowman. Don't add that. You know, 17 time world champion. You don't need that. You know how how quickly is Charlotte now a, a 14 time world champion? Or somewhere close to that. Because you use these stupid little things and you forget about. I think it's <laughs> 12. But, but again, 12. how long did it take to get to that? How long did it take <laughs> Ric Flair to get to that? And how long did it take her to get to that? With Ric Flair, it took like over a decade. 112 years. And and Charlotte did it in what? Four years? A week and a yeah. half. Oh, look, more. Get it? Get it? Four? Four? Get it? I got it. No, but, but again, it, it wouldn't have made a difference to the ending of that match and, and and what you were trying to invoke in people's reaction, right? Like, just in an alternate universe, make, make believe that The Fiend never got the title, right? Braun still had it. Look at the ending of that match. It doesn't make a change. It doesn't make a difference at all doesn't make a difference to, to the intro. It doesn't make a difference to the end of the match. It doesn't make a difference on the, how the match actually played out. It doesn't make a difference for any of the storyline. So if we're looking at it, that title was just a prop. You might as well put a trophy out there and, and have him go for the trophy. It, well, and it, to that,
1: I agree because of the Paul Heyman promo mm-hmm. when he came out with Roman Reigns and how he was talking about, like, you know, monster braun Strowman, you know the the a fiend like these people can't hold a title belt they shouldn't you know it should be roman so i that's a very interesting perspective that you brought up that i didn't think about before Mm -hmm. but um i think that you're right
2: yeah And, and and what you do is at the end of the day right i think you're you're using the fiend more as a prop And I was reading, again, with Finn Balor, you know, with the whole Demon King, why he doesn't want (laughs) to do it in the WWE anymore. Because you got to make these things feel special. You got to make these, you know, these once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know, where you have something like the Demon King, something like the Fiend. It's hard for you to get that kind of reaction anymore. So you're basically just throwing it away. (laughs) That's the way I see it. Well, I mean, after his
1: his match with Seth Rollins you know, and the terrible way it ended, I just, I lost all excitement for him. I mean, I think the Firefly Funhouse is cute. It's funny. You know, it it definitely does build, you know, a type of momentum. Um, But you're right. Like, uh, where do you go with with Bray Wyatt right now? And I think that's why they had to bring in the Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman element to it Um, But concerning that match, it was definitely to prepare us for, you know, Roman Reigns returning. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, going back to the whole Seth Rollins thing, when we got that program at at Hell in Cell, they Mm -hmm. burnt themselves in the corner because Bray Wyatt should have never faced off with Seth Rollins at that pay-per-view. And that's why they got all that backlash. Bray Wyatt, especially with the Fiend character, he's not a character that necessarily needs a championship. And just doesn't have... Bray Wyatt kind of, you know, be a transitional champion for Roman Reigns, you were better off not making the match between Bray and Braun Strowman at SummerSlam making like a a regular match and then having Roman just interfere and just have a no contest and that would have led to the three way. Instead of once again, Bray Wyatt catches another L and you kinda hurt that character. For no reason. Because the Fiend shouldn't be a transitional champion. Sorry, it shouldn't. No.
1: I, I agree you know like they they should have done it more like the Undertaker you know where where his big match is at WrestleMania and people are excited to see you know what he's gonna do yeah. and his antics and um, th- that's how I feel about him
2: well yeah even with the title you don't need it there you could you could do a prop match and it has as much weight as any other title that you have. You know, come up with with a new kind of match, something that, that fits this. I don't need the swamp thing because we already know that that one sucked. But... <laughs> it was, it, it
0: Leo, it wasn't a swamp. It was a pond with tadpoles on it. <laughs>
2: the, dude, you, you could paint your, your bathtub green and it would have been better. There were tadpoles, that. Uh, lily pads. It should have been a lily pad match. <laughs> have, have the Budweiser um, frogs in there and then I would have believed you. But what, <laughs> what I'm saying is this. If you look at it, right? The Undertaker. We're talking about the Undertaker, right? You didn't need a title to to kind of cement what he's done. You had a casket match. You know, you had hey. a, a Hell in the Cell match. You had a Buried Alive match. I, if my memory serves me correct, none of those were for the title. Because you yeah. had that's what we need there. to see Bray
0: Wyatt do. We need to see another Buried Alive match and see Bray Wyatt fucking take over that gimmick match.
2: Well, or well, if-
1: also, like he carries yeah. around this head. You know, they don't really ever talk about the head that he carries yeah. around. And also, like, you know, with The Undertaker, like, you know, he had this urn, he had Paul Bearer, and, you know, the urn got turned into a gold chain, and, you know, he had people in the audience that that were, like, his minions and, yeah. and whatnot. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of missing with Bray Wyatt. Like, let's have something happen to... His Firefly
0: Fun fun Funhouse. You know? You you know Um, what it is too? Even going sometimes WWE and and we knock AW on this, sometimes WWE also has a problem like with storytelling at times, and they just expect the audience to know. For example, you mentioned like the whole headlanter thing. Like if you've been watching Firefly Funhouse, it's like, okay, that's the previous incarnation of Bray Wyatt, you know, the the either worlds Bray Wyatt. mm -hmm. And you even see like Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt talking to the Lancer, saying like, you had your turn and you failed. Now him, now it's his turn. So they kind of expect you, they kind of expect like the audience could just know what we're watching and without even telling us. Because even if you watch Firefly Funhouse this week, right? Mm -hmm. After we watch the episode, commentary nine times out of ten, they will not even acknowledge what they just watched. They'll just be like. Oh well that was weird and then they just go on with whatever (laughs) is happening in the ring they don't give you dialogue of what they watch
2: at all it it kind of sounds like McMahon back in the 90s oh what a maneuver because he didn't know the name of it Uh, (laughs) what a maneuver because he doesn't know the finisher so uh, yeah like I said
0: before
1: you know I came into wrestling about like Two years ago Mm -hmm. and I didn't know the previous, you know, incarnation of Bray Wyatt. Like, you know, I had to learn about how he, you know, it was a family and Braun Strowman was a part of it, Brody Lee was a part of it. Like I didn't know any of that. So him talking to this head is like, Who's the head?
2: Right, right, (laughs) right, right, right.
1: You know, there was no um Explanation or flashback of that or anything like that. So, yeah, I do feel like the WWE is not good with continuing things it's like oh that didn't really get that great of a response so we're just going to not even talk
0: about it yeah one of the biggest issues that leo and i have talked about wwe is consistency with the wwe Mm -hmm. where sometimes something will happen right like okay this feud is over with or like okay we kind of got like a non-finish to this feud and then the following week they'll act like it never happened like stop like messing with our intelligence like we just watched it you know Yep. Uh, I, think and like, I
1: feel like, that way with like Aleister Black and Ricochet. Yeah. Like when they first came up from NXT and they were a tag team, like they were awesome. And I actually got to see them um, here in Phoenix um, in 2018 for uh, the NXT show. Nice. And mm-hmm. it, it was awesome to see them in person. And then once they both moved up to the WWE, it's just like they got lost in there and it's unfortunate because i feel like you know they could also be pulling in that younger um sorry about that they could also be pulling in that younger demographic um Mm -hmm. and now they're just kind of
2: lost in there i I think i think mcmahon has adhd and i think that's the (laughs) biggest problem I
0: think I think McMahon has like dementia
2: or like old time. No no, no, like <laughs> no, no, but I mean, he's like seventy five, isn't he? No, no. But aside from the age, right? I think he has ADHD. We're like, ooh, Hulk Hogan, ooh, Stone Cold, ooh, The Rock, ooh, John Cena. Like y- you, you don't get that that follow through. And I think you show it now more nowadays because all the storylines have to go through him. Are you sure he actually thinks about what Ricochet and and uh, Alistair Black are doing? No. Like, ooh, put him in the ring, tag team. No, but he
1: sees more money with Dominic Mysterio,
2: you know, and he'll push
1: that because there's already momentum around him. It's it's easy money. Yeah, but but instead of developing, you know, newer
2: guys. And I think the the later we've gotten into knowing Mr. McMahon, uh, and the older that he's getting, it's more of the flavor of the month. You know, yeah. I, I think we've all had a job somewhere where people are like, you know what, we're going to worry about safety this week. And then next week, we're going to worry about margins. But, dude, where are we worrying about safety? Like, I can't get all the stuff <laughs> that I need to be saved because now you don't want to spend money. So it kind of feels like that with the WWE where we need to worry about Thunderdome. Now we got to worry about, you know, people in here. Now we're going to focus on, like, focus on everything together and give me a better product than the shit <clears> that we are <throat> putting on now. Yeah, right. You know, but. And you know what, Invincible
0: Man, like, do you ever, like, stop and think, like, the like the mind that Invincible Man has, like, how much things are going through his head? And I'll share this story with you, Devin, and, mm-hmm. and, Le- and Leo's heard this story before, but I'll share it with you. So I, I want to say, like, about a year or two ago, Sam and I, our other co-hosts, mm-hmm. we went to the uh, the ECW arena for uh, House of Hardcore show. That's Tommy Dreamer's promotion. And we were talking to Mike Johnson, he runs PW Insider, and he was telling us this story that Tommy told him, that he was backstage one day just visiting people at a WWE event, it Mm -hmm. might have been a Raw Smackdown, I'm not really sure, and he was just visiting people. Like, this is right after, like, he was finished with his work in the WWE, he wasn't on the contract or nothing. So Vince McMahon bumped into him or whatever, and... You know, Tommy Dreamer was like, hey, how's it going, Vince? And Vince was like, Tommy, I'm so glad that you're here. We need you right now. I need you to do this, 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 and that, blah, blah, blah. And Tommy's like, looked at him and was like, Vince, I don't work here anymore. I'm just yeah. I'm just here visiting. <laughs> and Vince kind of just looked at him and was like, he didn't say anything and just walked away. Like, Vince yeah. still thought Tommy Dreamer was employed to the WWE. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. I mean, it's such a massive entity at yeah. this point, you know. And he's been doing it for so long that I think you just, like any kind of job, you get stuck in the same mind frame, you know? So Mm -hmm. in 2020, there's streaming, there's social media, you know, there's all these different platforms. And I think that they try to oversaturate the platforms Mm -hmm. to be seen and exposed on, you know, a bigger level, that they concentrate more on that. More on, you know, developing the network, which is cool to have a lot of content, but I think that it starts to kind of lose, you know, the the feeling of being special. Like, in the 80s and even the 90s, you had to wait to see things.
2: Exclusively. Um,
1: and I think that wherever... The money is so. Like, if Otis is getting the best ratings this week, they're just gonna go with Otis, Otis, Otis until you're sick of seeing Otis.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so I
0: trust me, I'm already, I'm already sick of seeing Otis.
1: I am not. I love Otis. Oh my god!
0: Don't don't so, on so, You know, and also, uh, <laughs> so I want to. What I want to also say about McMahon is like he's. A, Uh, He gets a lot of criticism, and rightfully so. But at the same time, it's like he doesn't know what normal is. And what I mean by that is he doesn't know how it feels to, like, do his own groceries, for example. Like, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know how to, like, you know, when he needs to go buy something, go into the convenience store to pick up, like, a Red Bull or something. He doesn't know that. We experience that. He doesn't know what normal is at all. So he, 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 in his mind... He yeah, thinks normal. Normal is what was happening 40 years ago. That's he, probably what he
2: thinks normal was in his mind. He doesn't know yeah. what a burrito is, and he eats it for lunch <laughs> every day. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but but uh, you know what? And and I think you know, going back to the the whole um, pipe bomb with uh, CM Punk, right? He said something in that that just keeps coming back to me, right? Because he's a a millionaire. He's a billionaire who should be a trillionaire. But he surrounds himself with yes men, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't know, right? Like, if you don't know what social media is, Mm -hmm. if you don't know what, you know, you know what you know. You know how to produce a show, a live show that is a traveling circus, because that's what it is. But But you don't know how to, you know, produce online content you don't know how to produce you know things that go on the internet you don't know how to produce a show in japan right that doesn't mean that your daughter your son lauren itis or whoever it is at that point or bruce pritchard they could learn how to do that but i think the problem is you're not hiring people that are at the top of that industry right so now that's why I think we get inundated with things from the WWE app or, or you know inundated with things on WWE media that doesn't make any difference because you need people that that know how to make that content that know how to grow it. Yeah, you're a traveling circus that you record it for people to watch it on TV. But the right. media, the Well I has think there's changed.
1: also, you know, investors now like Fox mm-hmm. and you know you have to and coming from the film world, because I do makeup for, you know, networks and whatnot. Um, It is a yes man environment, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's cookie cutter. And that's kind of what they've, they've gone towards at least with the network that I've seen, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everything is super contrived, like you said, overproduced. Um, And, you know, I do think a lot of it has to do with his age um, and just not being aware of, of what is going mm-hmm. on. Um, and you're right, you know, he does live in this bubble. And if you've mm-hmm. been around those type of people, anything that they say goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like a king in a castle. So. Well,
2: uh, kings kings get kicked out and they die. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I'm just saying. People turn on him. Yeah, I, really, I, no? uh, I can't picture. I can't picture Vince going
0: to a Starbucks and be like, "What's Venti?" Yeah.
2: Like I can't. I can't picture no. him. Like I'm
0: going to buy it this Starbucks. It is
1: <laughs> funny visualizing him at the grocery store, though.
0: Right. It's it just. It's just not a thing. <laughs> okay. Lastly, I want to talk about Bailey because man, I thought this segment was very underwhelming compared to how hot they k- was coming out of last week when Bailey finally turned on Sasha Banks and it beat the snot was out of her. Loved. <laughs> I, I thought it was great too. I thought it was amazing. And thank God we didn't see Sasha Banks this week on, on Friday because they would have just shit on the whole thing. But yeah. I don't think this segment did any favors. I feel like this uh, promo from Bailey had no substance. I also think uh, she was like stepping over her promo. It just hadn't... There was no meat on the bone, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. And I see a lot of people online comparing this to Eddie Guerrero and Eddie Guerrero turning on Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It's not even comparable, and it's not on the same level. Stop being fucking marks and comparing it to Eddie because it's not the same thing. It's not. Um, I, I just wasn't a fan of, of this promo at all from Bailey, and I've been very critical on Bailey in the past when her promos because I feel like her promos isn't really believable, and I thought, I was having hope that coming out From last week, she was coming in so hot. This week, she was going to just go in on this promo. And I thought it was a miss. The only thing I did like was her hitting Nikki Cross with the chair because that obviously set up their (laughs) match that they're going to have at Clash of Champions, you know, because Nikki Cross ended up winning the Fatal 4-Way. So that was a little bit of foreshadowing, which I I did enjoy that. But other than that, I I just thought it was a miss. I did not enjoy the promo, but I want to get your thoughts on it.
1: Um, I think that she's a great heel, and I think that she actually does better with Sasha Banks um, because they they feed off of each other, um, you know, and I, I think that she's great at, at playing that character, but I do agree her promos by herself fall kind of flat, like it feels like she's reading off of the prompter. Um, and there there was no emotion, like she sat there, she was kind of in like regular street clothes and it didn't feel like she was even being a character, it just felt like oh yeah, I turned on my best friend, like now what kind of thing mm-hmm. um, so I do agree with you but I like her in the ring, it's one yeah. of the reasons oh, I, I, yes. I like watching smackdown you know i wait for for bailey and and oscar um i think that it's you know a good point to the show because it does get redundant and you you know you really have been waiting to see them though as that tag team and eventually you knew it was going to turn and i think the Mm -hmm. turn was great but she does need to step it up on her promos
0: the, my my criticism on Bailey was never her in ring work because in ring she's great and she's been Absolutely. doing some of the best stuff in her in her career probably going back since her NXT stuff. You can yeah. even say say the same thing about Sasha. Sasha, yeah. she when she made a return and uh, you know attacking uh, Natalia and then feuding with Becky, she's just yeah. been she's been money. But my I do agree that when she's with Sasha, she is better at her yeah. promos. I wouldn't say she's great, but she is. Uh, she feels a little bit more comfortable. But She's not believable when she does a promo. It, it feels like she—it's not coming from her heart. It's—it's m- yeah. it's more coming from her head. Yeah. Uh, th- I thank you. Agree with you thank completely. you to the
2: friends of the show. They actually sent us the picture of what Miro was wearing. Um. So we'll put it up <laughs> on the page. They're looking at how much his his <laughs> right. uh, his pants are worth. How much his Adidas are worth. I'm just saying, people are invested. But <laughs> what is that shirt worth? <laughs> uh, six fifty. So Disney Gucci T-shirt, uh, six hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> but his pants are worth fourteen hundred. So there you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's those Gucci pants are worth fourteen hundred. That, that's
0: a fucking. That's like half my
2: mo- half my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, we were talking about Bailey, right? And I mm-hmm. made the whole sign. You know, everything is scripted. Again, it goes back to what I was saying before. Let her know. Okay, you just turned on your best friend. You guys are friends. You guys do know each other. I need you to say this, this, and that. Fill in the rest. Yeah. I think you would have gotten a better promo. You've gotten a better reaction from her because it would mean something, not where somebody else is going to write it that doesn't know them both, that it doesn't ride with them, that doesn't understand the dynamic. You're right. With what she started last week with the turn, that was perfect. Now yeah. tell me this. Have you had fans on the in the stands? They would have booed the whole thing, and it would have made it worse. Well, and they do have this weird, like, fake
1: uh, crowd reaction thing, but it just—it's fake,
2: out. right? I'm out. It's like, <laughs> thank you. It doesn't even sound like audience. It kind of sounds like static noise. <laughs> it's a WWE 2K18 <laughs> ambient noise when you're setting up your creative player. Leo, Leo, how does the how does the crowd sound? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> But again, like my my thing, my whole thing is, okay. At least put the effort in and wait two seconds for the delay. Yo, make that did you happen. catch?
0: Did you catch this week during one of the matches during the pins? They added crowd noise to do the one two. Did you guys catch that?
1: <laughs> yes, I caught that. I caught that. And I do and was, sometimes and- the the. The clapping is off. Like they haven't yeah, no, the and even the
2: count was off too. It was like yeah. one, one, two, okay. two. It was off. It was so, completely off. So if if you guys are actually in the whole Thunderdome thing and you spend your time clapping and cheering, I'm gonna give you a little secret. You're not on the air. <laughs> You're not on the air. No, but I really do enjoy the people in the background. Like. Yeah. But, okay, but that's <laughs> that's fine because you're adding something visual to it, right? But don't yeah. lie to me and tell me, oh yeah, you know, Mario from New York is saying one, two, because they're not doing that. <laughs> just mean, I'm just saying, if you're under the dome, don't, don't even turn on your. they are waiting
1: to see somebody like strip or something.
2: Oh, there, okay. there has You
0: know the first week Of the whole Thunderdome gimmick There there was some questionable stuff I think At one point we saw uh, Like a picture of Chris Benoit We saw a KKK member yeah. uh, What exactly else did we see Leo? Kenny
2: Omega You had him on there Kenny Omega Kenny Omega thing. was on there uh, What? Okay. <laughs> Fi- Fire Velveteen Dream They put that on there Fire Velveteen equipment. Dream There was a couple of Questionable stuff on there uh, And of course we got fun. to hear How people. do you monitor that? But you, like, you can't real. But you can't Right? Because yeah. e- even if you have a delay, right? And and we have a delay here, but, you know, whatever. We're not going to monitor anything. But to the WWE, again, going back to that whole big machine, you mm-hmm. have to trust in that person that you put in charge for them to do that. Now, you can't control that. The, the way that I see it is this. You guys remember when WWE used to have, like, the call-in shows, right? Where, where um, Jim Ross was just sitting in, in front of the monitors and, and then like, Jr. go in. on like on a rant, like he chastised okay. some caller. Okay, so exactly. <laughs> so wh- it, when you screen a call, right, for somebody to come on, you're off the air. You talk to them. Okay, what are you going to talk about? What do you have? Oh, I have a joke. Okay, tell me the joke, right? But then you can't control that. That's what they say when they get on the air.
0: Right, you can't control <laughs> that because they could tell you some bullshit at first, and then when they go on the air, it's completely no, different. They, they can it's actually like the Joker.
2: Yeah, they they can tell you something funny right off the air and then they get nervous or whatever and then it doesn't come off the same way on the air and then the one that looks bad is the person taking the call now right why, do, why does this turn into the whole thunderdome thing because you can explain to wrestling fans which again we're stupid you can explain to us <laughs> hey no no obscene uh, gestures no you know brands or anything none of this none of that and what is the first thing that you do you put on a kkk hat you put on Fire <laughs> over dream you you take a picture of chris Benoit and you all you do is photoshop yeah, the, the little thing in his shirt and then you put it on the like hello like that's what we I think can't we have even saw things.
0: I think we even saw like an act of terrorism I think like someone got beheaded and they like showed it like for like a mini they, second they, they, I, yeah. but, but again
2: there's no way that you can control that and again that's why we can't have nice things. Cause they give it's you a sh- fan. <laughs> wrestling fans can never have nice things. Even going back yeah. to all out. We saw the fan
0: that jumped the, you know, uh, to John Moxley trying to like attack him or something. Yeah, by, uh, her, yeah, by the way,
2: yeah, yeah, I did see that. By the way, Chris Brown, shut up. I'm sorry. You're stupid. You cannot tell me that the fan was going on his way to congratulate Moxley for what? He's walking into the ring. The guy was just trying to get his five seconds, fifteen seconds of fame. Yeah. And well, was, I think that's the happened. thing with
1: the Thunderdome is, like, you know, we live in this world where somebody does something and it's nah. stupid and they go viral. And then all of a sudden they're a YouTube star or an Instagram star. So I think that's just the world that we live in right now. Everyone's looking for that, you know, that yeah. five minutes of fame
2: that'll get them endorsed by a company. Yeah, but, but the, okay. Right. Let's say you try it, right? Thunderdome, you're in there. You put the, you know, the whole KKK thing. How do people know it's you? You know? How do people well, know? No, it's... those people are just trying to troll. No. But, Leo. but what I'm saying is this, right? So, and again, Mario <laughs> knows I this. know that if I were going to uh-huh. do that, I would then look for it, screenshot
1: it and be like, "Look at me on the WWE." <laughs> with this. You know? Um Yeah. I think that that's just if you're going to do something Mm -hmm. like that, you're probably going to be self promoting it unless you're really a psychopath.
0: You know, when the whole thing was announced, I'm like, I don't want to entertain this. I want no parts (laughs) of it. I just have no interest. But then again, I hate people. Like, I really dislike people. Like, I I don't. I'm very standoffish. Like, I I just don't like, especially when it comes to wrestling fans. Like, we're our no, own worst enemy. There's enemies. a
1: lot of weird wrestling fans.
0: Yes, they are. And trust me, a
1: lot of them watch this show too <laughs> and listen to Shut us. What up, guys? We love you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> you,
2: you know, uh, so I always think that everything's a work, up to and including. I love soccer, and I still think that happens in soccer is a work. But what I'm going to say is this: say this whole Thunderdome thing, don't think that people are going to get on past, like, next week. And this is why. Do you think that every single person that's been on this Thunderdome, they haven't been recording for them to the WWE get the couple of little clips that they need? They don't need new people to come on because do you really sit there and watch every single person that's on the Thunderdome? All they got to do is hit like random and then it looks like a whole bunch of new people. Oh, that's that's very true.
0: I didn't even think of that. Of course, they're recording a lot of these fucking visuals and they just replaying it and they'll put it like in a movie. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I was thinking that it was live and people are crazy, and I've been waiting to see some
0: craziness. Yeah, I, mean, I, you know, I, I went. I went a different direction. I'm like, man, there's a lot of ugly people on this Thunderdome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I do that too. I point them out like, oh my god, that one's definitely a serial killer right there. <laughs>
2: like he's, good team. Team. Good Just get up. Yeah. he's a serial killer <laughs> Oh, you look at the stuff behind him like really does he have like a tiger behind him anyway but again i think it's a work i think what ultimately wwe is going to do they're going to have enough material to not need people to come on because people do stupid shit so now for the last month month and a half of this thunderdome has it been that long anyway you're you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have enough content where hey you can have your, your your video guys just change the color of this or make it different or, or, or again. And then all you gotta do is press a button and then yay, everybody's cheering, or hey, everybody's booing. You have enough. Just right. I I think it's at work. Go ahead. Oh
0: man. Well that that's about it. That's Definitely it. I wanna thank yeah. you for joining us to do the podcast. This I think this might be one of my favorite podcasts because you're taking <laughs> you definitely are knowledgeable and she we definitely games. need to have you back on the show at some point. She hates I many. would
1: love to. It was a pleasure being on with you guys and being able to talk about wrestling outside of my apartment is
0: great. <laughs> Listen, you you have a home here so whenever you want to be on the show you're more than welcome. Um is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say that you're working on that you want to just put out there? Uh you know, you could pl- plug your social media, everything that you're working on, anything you want to plug.
1: Sure, yeah. So currently, um, I just got hired by a publishing company. Um, So I'm going to be doing freelance illustration for them. They're called Paperclip Publishing. Um, And then also, um, I do a lot of modeling work and I do a lot of makeup work for people. Um, So my website is www.devindollfacealexis.com. And on Instagram, I'm Instagram.com slash Devin D. Alexis. And that's where you'll find all of my work and all of the links to my other platforms.
0: Nice. That sounds good. We'll definitely, we'll tag you on the post once we uh, put our uh, podcast, once the podcast's up. I think, Leo, you already put it on the Facebook feed, right? Yep,
2: yep. I'm yes, I,
1: I've been making little posts here and there about, uh, you know, having people tune in.
2: Yeah, no. All right, well. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Leo. Go ahead, Leo. <laughs> no, so so what I did is actually put the link right to your um to your webpage right on the um, on the comments, and then we will also add it when we do the post, so people will be awesome. able to get to it right from there.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you just send me just send me a message how to put everything, you know, your website, whatever, and I'll I'll definitely put it on the bio. Like I said, okay. thank you so much for joining the show, and I'll send you a message once uh once we get off there. All right. Awesome. Thank you so
1: much for having me, guys.
0: All right. Thank, thank you, Kevin. You, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye. Leo,
2: what's your plugs in, bro? Uh, LosRadio.com. If you guys are doing a podcast or know anybody doing a podcast or any type of show, go ahead and uh, send me a message, info at LosRadio.com. I'm, I'm moving the, the thing here, but the computer's over there. This has been a shit show. But it actually came out very well. So Los No, Los it came out. Listen, man. I'm going to have so much fun writing the bio on this
0: episode because Devin's takes are hilarious how do they're in a good way and like in a positive way how do
2: you hate somebody's face that's what i'm trying to figure well out. i mean i mean this man
0: <laughs> does, did hate christian's face and wanted to put like a green dot over his face or a blue dot or something yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway yeah losradio.com you guys can go ahead and follow everything that we're doing and just remember to share this video too because uh we're planning on some things mario your plugs Alright, you can find me at Rated R since 87 But before we get to the Lucha
0: Outsider stuff Let me uh, give a couple of plugs Let me plug the rest friends I did their uh, YouTube show last week Covering All Out Obviously I did an All Out review with Sammy Suplex On our um, a bonus show We did a bonus show on that But we I also sat with the rest friends We covered All Out It's a hilarious episode So make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel Also, I want to give a, a plug to Black Craft Wrestling Now they're not in existence anymore, but a documentary came out this week that's really, really good. Okay. It's uh, Black Craft Wrestling, um, the clothing brand. They started their own wrestling promotion about like two years ago. Nice. And man, the, it was like the, the quick rise and fall of the promotion. And, and it's a, it's about an hour documentary. You can find it on YouTube. I definitely wanted to give them a plug because if you're a wrestling fan, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see how this independent promotion had like a lot of like, like they had something good and then it just kind of all backfired. It was just like too much too soon. Now so I definitely check out that documentary. Now
2: I want to know where did everything go wrong. <laughs> now oh, man. <laughs> you got you have to watch the documentary. Though. Trust watching. me, it's only an hour long, bro. And it, it yeah. glues you in, bro. It glues you in. Okay, I'm in. Um, I'm in.
0: Find us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it
2: i was not sure we were going to be able to do a show bro we managed bro yo props props to you i don't I got, know if people are watching me on video right now it. but <laughs> they're watching you
0: because somehow you hit a home run
2: <laughs> so so we got cables all over the place i i had to connect and disconnect things by way of my usa pants um but yeah we made it happen so if you people think this is easy come do it <laughs> yeah because they keep, people people don't know like you always say people don't know yeah what happens behind
0: the scenes and you know we had Devin coming on we have been talking about this for the past few weeks and
2: while we had an incredible show with her yeah, just before it, everything that could possibly gone online went wrong yep no and, and thank you to her because it was 7 o'clock her time I wouldn't I wouldn't get up yeah. for you Mario at 7 actually I do I've kind of but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know she caters to our east coast holiday. thank you thank you So, but no good it's show man. I
0: mean she, she's been broken so come on hey she's
2: we're broken in that
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if you missed anything or anything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, Amazon, you to the podcast. I missed that. to Radio. the podcast. We can take
2: podcast on one of us. And maybe be the old man or Sammy for not being here. At Sammy Suplex Everywhere. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get Sam back on the show at some point. Bro. We wrote him off TV. <laughs> he's on a sabbatical there you go there you go he, he's tr- what the show michael say i lost my smile go yeah. <laughs> for the old man leo bird dabbing double face sammy
0: Kuplex, you're truly mr the next time keep